Hello and welcome to Beyond the Mist, the game mastering podcast about the Mist World podcast. My name is Dan, I am the storyteller, and uh, and this is regarding episode 7. Now in this episode, uh, I previously left my players to make some decisions about this town they were going to visit, Honoskali. And I thought I was going to get something like, oh, a fun little uh, cafe that's fa- a favourite of, uh, of Neely's, or something little and small detail like that. Instead, I've been given a goat festival. So I've um, what I've decided to do is I'm just going to go all in on that. And they one of the ideas they mentioned up was the idea of a gladiator fight, but I didn't really know a way to build that in. So instead, I'm going to give them a goat race. And I'm going to try and find a way to have all four players work on being part of the goat race. So it's not just one player kind of stuck to the side, like what seems to keep on happening uh, with this particular group. Um, So this is how I'm going to come up with those rules. Now, as I've mentioned before, I am a mass stealer. And rather than just going from scratch, I'm going to take something from one of my normal everyday... um, systems which is called savage worlds and i am going to turn that into uh simplify it into a tiny d6 rule set so if you're not familiar with it um the way it works is it's uh it's a card it's a playing card system so you roll dice when you take actions but when it comes to initiative and stuff like that you effectively pull cards from a uh, kit and um, and those card playing cards, as you draw them, they might have an effect on your uh, character as it's racing around. So rather than taking the cards, I'm just going to take a D4 mechanic um, to provide more information about how the Savage World system works. So you, you you draw playing cards. If you get a clubs, then there'll be a penalty to your sh- to your ship um, or to your whatever it is you're racing, your goat in this case. So. Um, so it's going to take that into a D4 system. So what will happen is I'll divide the race into six segments with three laps, so a total of 18 segments each. And on each one of those segments, for the players, I'm going to roll one D4. Um, if I get it between a two and a four, nothing's going to happen. It's straight sailing ahead. They just need to make a normal roll to continue progressing. If they get a one, then there's some kind of complication on the track. So they're saying that they'll need to avoid or come up with some way of describing how it's not going to help, how it's not going to avoid them. Um, the, the size of the penalty will be determined by a second D4 roll. So I've rolled one, I've gotten a four, I've gotten a one on the D4, and now rolling a second D4. Um, the number on that dice between a one and a three will be a penalty applied to that. Uh, to the oncoming roll. So if you roll a d4 and you get, uh, say, a 2, then that means that what would normally be a 2d6 roll will become a 0d6 roll. This will make sense in a moment. At this point, we will have Lockie and uh, Mr. Whitbear in the race. So Mr. Whitbear will be riding shotgun, he'll have a gun, that he'll be able to use uh, in some way during the race. Lucky will be the pilot, or Henry Goodbarrow will be the pilot. Um, Astrakhan and Neely will be off track. Astrakhan will be uh, effectively providing uh, gizmos that they can use to negate some of these penalties. So in the case before, when they had 2d6 
um, rolled a 2 on the second d4, and now they have 0 d6, Astrakhan might say, oh, well, this gizmo is going to help it out, sort of go from being 0 d6 to 1 d6. Um, Neely, with her social trait, will and as a racer as well, will be able to give advice. So those two characters can choose how they're going to help out. They'll only be able to do this once every lap, though, so they'll only be able to do it three times during the lap, during the game each. Um, now, if they happen to get a four on the second defaults, they roll a one, get some kind of penalty, and but get a four on the second dice, whatever obstacles on the race track is actually going to help them. So rather than simply rolling two d6, they'll roll three d6. So there's potential, you know, sometimes something goes crashing past you and it takes out the person next to you instead of you, that kind of scenario. So it allows for a potential boost, but the majority of the time it'll be some form of penalty. Now, if we reach a situation where the uh, racers have effectively no dice to roll, so in that case, if they roll the four, gotten not one, so there's some kind of obstacle, they roll this, the d4 again, they've gotten three, so effectively... Uh, one from 2d6, take away 3, so 0 or under. What I've decided is that that's going to result in a standard 2d6 roll, but if they fail, they're out of the race. The Whatever obstacle it is has taken them out. Um, so it just means that that way it's, there's a small chance for things to go wrong, but they could go very badly wrong. Uh, so, so we'll see how it goes with them. In terms of their... Uh, the other races, I'm not going to bother with that because it's too much rolling. The whole point of the system is to keep it simple. So effectively, just for the for the other characters, I'm just going to roll two d6 every roll, and um, and we'll see how they go. And if it turns out that that's a bit boring, maybe I will uh, introduce some penalty, some issues to them. But effectively, they'll be re reacting to any uh, obstacles that the players will be rolling. It's just the the character the players that will be creating them as they go. So that's my idea for goat racing. So I feel like it's it sounds more complicated than will be. When I've played this using Savage Worlds, using the playing card system, it actually works really well. I've tried to keep it uh, in the spirit of a 2d6 by simplifying it with just dice rolls. We'll see how we go. Now, once they have this, my plan is for effectively this episode to be the calm before the storm. Once they Once this session ends, they're only two episodes away from the finale. So... My plan is once the goat race is over, and as a reminder, their goat might be eaten if they don't win, um, they will then need to outfit both their ships for the dragon fight. Um, now, at this point, uh, Shining Beetle, as it stands, is pretty well kitted out, but if they want to make changes to the weaponry or to the armor or what have you, then they're very welcome to do so. Um, if they... But they also have to design the defenses for the open grace, taking on the roles of the commanding crew, again, like they have in the past. Um, we'll see how they go for that. I've got like suggestions that I'm willing to offer the guys, but also they've gotten, I feel like they've gotten to know the system well enough by now that they can pick through, make some changes, and we'll see how to go. And then, because I can be evil, I'm then going to design the dragon as a way to thwart those defenses. Because what's the point in being an evil mastermind if I do all that stuff beforehand? Uh, and that's about it. So that's the only plans I have at the moment. In terms of the, um, the epilogue, 
what happened afterwards. So I'm just going to describe that the dragon cultist uh, high priestess that they supposedly killed last time will survive and will be waiting for them uh, at the um, at when they face off against, against them at the start of the next session. Uh, I just found out Neely and I are both fans of the um, Welcome to Night Vale podcast, so I'll be throwing in a reference to that there and I'll see if she gets the joke or not. We'll see how we go. Um, if anyone else are, fan, are fans of that other fantastic podcast and recognize it, please let me know. And that's about it. That's where I am at the moment. Um, hope you guys have a good week and we'll talk soon.